Hey listeners, welcome to the Learn to Code With Me podcast. I'm your host, Laurence Bradford. Before we get into today's episode, I just wanted to remind you that you can get the show notes for this episode and every other episode at learntocodewith.me forward slash podcast. And if you enjoy the show, make sure to subscribe on whichever podcast player you listen on. And if you're feeling particularly generous, a review would be awesome too. Here's a quick word from our sponsors who help make the show possible. Want to transition from dead-end job to dream job? Full Stack Academy is one of the nation's top coding boot camps with the curriculum, the career guidance, and most importantly, the community support to get you from where you are to where you want to be. Full Stack Academy, everything you need to land your dream job in tech. Check them out at fullstackacademy.com. Flyiron School's online web developer program focuses on community, actual development tools, and features a curriculum that will teach you the skills you need to land a career as a software engineer. Get $500 off your first month by visiting flatironbootcampprep.com. In today's episode, I talk with Michael Tombor, an investigative analyst who's learning to code while juggling a full-time job and a family. We talk about how he finds time to code, his time management tips for balancing learning to code with a full-time job, and his favorite tech tools. Mike Tombor has two kids, a fiancé, and a full-time job at a health insurance company. Even with all those responsibilities, he's also been teaching himself how to code. Mike's goal is to become a full-stack web developer and designer. As he learns, he shares his journey in Medium blog posts and at community meetups to help others balance their own life demands with their goals. Hey, Mike, thank you so much for coming on the show. Hey, Lawrence, thanks so much for having me. Yeah, we've been chatting back and forth in email, and I've read your blog post on Free Code Camp that you published recently, so I'm really excited to talk with you today. But before we get going, is there anything else to that introduction that you would like to add? No, not really. That was... Uh pretty great. Thank you so much. Okay. Yeah, of course. Perfect. So before getting into everything you're up to today, I want to hear more about you and your past. What were you doing before you started learning how to code? Yeah. So uh, I was actually doing what I am now, except I had a little extra free time. (laughs) Uh, But I started out as a pharmacy technician, actually. And so I just used to uh, type and fill prescriptions at a pharmacy. Um, That job was really demanding, and I kind of had a lucky break uh, while going to college. Um, At the pharmacy, one of my customers worked at an insurance company, um, and she really liked me, I guess. So she recommended me to her boss, who was hiring. Um, Long story short, I got the job and worked as a temp towards a full-time role. And getting that uh, desk job gave me a lot more free time to think about what I wanted for my future. And I realized that I wanted to make more of an impact and help as many people as possible. And uh, that's when I realized that the tech industry is the most disruptive force uh, today. And uh, I found Free Code Camp soon after that, and I was hooked. Ooh, how exciting. So how long ago was this, just so like the listeners can have some concept of time? Yeah, I started to learn uh, how to code just about six months ago. Uh, so I stepped back. Yeah, I, that's when I stepped back and I started looking at the bigger picture. I wasn't always interested in coding, to be honest. Um, but the more I looked at the forces making real change, uh, the more I saw that tech was behind these advances. And I saw a clear opportunity um, 
to put myself in the thick of it and try to make some sort of meaningful change. Yeah, that's great. And six months ago is perfect because I know there's a lot of listeners who find themselves in the same position. Like they've been learning for a few months or even less than that. Maybe it's like their first month or maybe they haven't even started learning yet and they're just thinking about it. So I think you'll have some really great insight to share for those people that are earlier on their journey. Okay, so you began learning to code six months ago. You said at first you weren't really interested in coding. Do you mean um, like you were pursuing another area in technology before turning to web development? Or do you mean you were really not interested at all in technology until six months ago? I mean, I always loved using technology. Uh, It's such a part of our daily lives, but I never even thought about writing the code to you know, deliver websites and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, I really, it was totally off my radar. And, uh, and then I kind of stumbled into free code camp. That's, that's what got me into it. So you maybe don't recall, it's fine if you don't, but I love hearing these stories. If you do, do you know how you stumbled across free code camp? Like what were you Googling or did you find something on Facebook? Like how did you just stumble upon it? So like I, I just started Googling and, uh, just, you know, like, because I had no idea about web development. Um, so I, I just started, you know, kind of diving into everything. And one of my my cousins, uh, her boyfriend, is a front-end web developer. So I just reached out to him and I said, hey, I'm sorry to bug you. <laughs> and he was more than happy to help, but I, was, I just had no idea. So I was like, sorry to bug you, but, you know, what you do really interests me. I think it's so cool. Um, what do you recommend? And he gave me like a list of sites. And honestly, I chose Free Code Camp because it didn't cost any money. And like, it's a really low barrier to entry, you know, like, what do I have to lose? So I just started setting some goals to, you know, work on it every day. And I liked it a lot more than I thought I would. Yeah, that's that's awesome. And um, six months in, still going strong or continuing to go strong. Um, so when you first started learning, okay, you mentioned Free Code Camp. Obviously, they have like a curriculum and like languages that they're teaching. Did you kind of just like follow Free Code Camp and didn't really mosey around, or did you do research into what languages and or what stack you should be learning? Yeah. So at first, I just kind of trusted the Free Code Camp process, and I just because you know at the beginning you just really need to build a solid foundation. So I started with you know, CSS, HTML, and then uh, the beginnings of JavaScript. Because uh, that's kind of the, the easiest way to get hooked because you can see the code do its thing right on the screen uh, as you're coding. Um, so so that is what, um, you know, got me into, uh, into it. And then I just kept uh, going to meetups and meeting new people, and I'd kind of just ask them what they thought I should focus on in the future. And they then I started listening to a ton of podcasts on my drive to work. Uh, this podcast, Learn to Code with Me, um, full of great, inspiring stories, and uh, also like Code Newbie and stuff like that. Uh, just really immersing myself in the tech community and picking up the terminology as I went. And through that, I started finding other uh, other ways to learn that. I really like like learning uh, with videos and uh, code alongs and stuff like that, which honestly is the best way that I learn. But Free Code Camp opened all of those doors for me. Wonderful. And thank you so much for the uh, podcast recommendation. And I loved what you said about uh, immersing yourself in the tech community. I actually think with the Free Code Camp founder, Quincy Larson, I had him on the podcast a bit ago, uh, previous season, but I remember chatting with him a lot about um, 
that topic. And I think, I don't want to misquote him, but I think he says something like hang out with developers or like, if you want to learn how to code, hang out with developers, because I think just being around, yeah, that community and just hearing the language and what people are talking about. And um, you you can just absorb so much. And it really, I think can help um, maybe not learning like the hard skills, because it's it's really hard to like listen to a podcast and learn something super technical, but you could at least understand like the conversations that are happening around that topic. Exactly. And everybody in the tech community is so friendly. I was blown away by, you know, just how nice uh, people are. Like they take time out of their lives to volunteer and just teach other people because they love it so much. And you don't see that too much in other industries. So uh, just seeing all the positivity around it, that, that really drew me in. Yeah. And kind of piggybacking off of that, but it's also amazing all like the free events and meetups. And I know you mentioned that you you go to meetups, but there's so many free, helpful resources out there. It's really easy for someone to get started. So on that note, um, what meetups do you go to and are they, are they local? Are there any national ones? I'm just trying to hopefully some of the meetups that you go to uh, listeners can go to as well in their area. Yeah. So um, if you just go on, you know, meetup and type in uh, tech just search the word tech, you'll see a ton of different meetups come up. There's always free code camp meetups, and then there's JavaScript meetups. If you're into cryptocurrency, there's those kind of meetups as well. Um, personally, I've just gone to local um, free code camp meetups, um, to be honest. And then also, it's a really good opportunity to get out there and give a little presentation. Um, that's um, the local organizer kind of posted on the Facebook page and said, hey, does anybody want to give a little talk? I have a 30-minute slot open. And I just said, yeah, sure. And he's like, okay, what topic do you want to talk about? And I just, I honestly had no idea what I wanted to talk about. So I just said the first thing that popped into my head. And he's like, that sounds great. It's next week. So, um, you know, just just be open and, and just, uh, if you see an opportunity, just go for it. Um, I was really nervous, but that little talk that I gave turned into my article that I published on Medium, um, which led to this interview. So, you know, a little thing like that can really start to open some doors and it just shows people that you're interested. Oh, I love that. And that is really, really brave of you. Like, I think six months in, um, well, first of all, I was running around with my head like cut off at that time. And (laughs) there was no way I would be getting in front of any kind of group to give any presentation. So like, kudos to you for doing that. And was that at a f- the free code camp uh, meetup or was that at a different one? Yeah, it was, at, it was at a free code camp meetup. And yeah, after I said yes, I kind of like turned to my fiance. I was like, what did I just say yes to? Like, I don't even know what I'm doing. But um, everybody has stuff to offer because everyone has their own um, background and their own perspective on things. So because I was so new, I chose a different approach. I talked about time management uh, because no matter how advanced you are, uh, there, there's always a way to manage your time better. So I chose that. Uh, angle and it really it worked out great yeah that yeah again super brave of you and um i loved also what you said with how like that that presentation led to one thing which led to another and i feel that way all the time with just like i don't know my life and it could be tech related or not but you think of like a risk you took or a tiny thing you did a few years ago and then how that spiraled kind of into one thing and then another thing and the next thing you know it's a few years later and you're like wow it's all kind of triggered from that one thing that i decided to do and now look at where i am yeah it's crazy yeah so i definitely want to talk about time management um because it seems like you're an expert on that with your blog posts and the talk that you did. And also, you've already said a few things um, 
already in this interview that makes me feel like you're you're quite organized and good with managing your time. Um, but before getting into that, another question I want to I want to ask. I was curious about. So you work at okay. So you have a, a desk job at an insurance company. It's your full time job, like you know, typical mm-hmm. nine to five. Do any of your tech skills that you're learning come in handy at all with your day job or vice versa? Yeah, they actually come in handy all the time. Um, Even if it's just like the methodical and logical mindset and approach to solving a problem or just streamlining something down to make it easier, um, you know, tech has a tech kind of works its way into my day job all the time. Uh, I've even, my first tech project um, was actually automating a workflow uh, with some simple code. Um, so I had a I had a task that I was assigned, and it was a really you know repetitive task, and I hate repetitive tasks. Who doesn't, right? But um, so it was just to create a tracking log for certain pharmacies, and then I'd receive an email with the information, and they wanted me to just manually type it into a spreadsheet. So I did not want to do that all day. So I just googled and YouTubed, and about you know an hour later, I found a way to create a you know, a Word document that would take the information um, from the uh, submitter and it would automatically transfer that into the spreadsheet. Uh, it was actually in Visual Basic, which I haven't used since then. But uh, doing that really fascinated me and I realized that, you know, tech's really powerful. You know, it can could, it could make any job in any industry uh, a lot easier to do. Yes, 100%. Nice little antidote there. So, now, okay, so you're, so you're working full-time, you're learning how to code full-time, and we'll definitely link the article that you wrote on Free Code Camp in the show notes because I know you have a lot of, like, visuals and, and, and helpful tips in there that it's probably better for people to consume um, through, through reading rather than just listening. But off the bat, like, I'm just curious, what is it like learning to code while working full-time and having a family and all these other responsibilities? Like, was it an adjustment for you as you got started or was it something you kind of fell into naturally? Like, yeah, what what has it been like? Yeah, it was definitely a huge adjustment. Um, in the beginning, it was really stressful. Uh, I tried to just kind of wing it and um, fit it in day by day, but I found that it started kind of like pouring over into the rest of my life. I would be anxious all the time because I didn't code that morning. Um, so like I'd be hanging out with my family and I'd just be kind of like watching the clock, like, okay, like I need to just, you know, spend some time to code later. Um, and you know, it's not a great way to live like that. So like the thing I looked forward to all day, which was coding started to, you know, have a negative impact. So to help, to help me with that, I just created a simple schedule and I, I read a great, um, blog post by, uh, Bo Carnes. He, he writes on the, uh, free code camp blog. And, you know, he, he just recommended making a simple schedule and splitting your time. So like splitting your time into blocks so you can focus a hundred percent and be present in the moment. So like when it's family time, I could just relax and enjoy time with my family. But when it's coding time, I could, you know, a hundred percent focus in on that and be even more productive than before. And, you know, doing that made me feel a lot more balanced and just, I just enjoy uh, life more to be honest. Wow. So how long have you or how long has it been since you implemented this like blocking schedule? Yeah, so I did that, you know, after like two and a half months of just trying to hack it day by day. And 
you know, when I was doing that, I just ended up staying up late like every night. And then in the morning I'd be kind of, kind of tired and grumpy. And then, you know, the cycle just continued. So how do you stick to this blocking schedule? I'm looking at, you have an example um, in this article that you wrote. And again, we'll link to this. It looks like it's pretty regimented. Uh, you're studying Monday through Friday every day from 5.30, a.m. Some days you study during lunch, it seems. And then every evening from 8 to 9, you study as well. So it looks like you're getting about two hours, maybe a bit more on some days um, study time. Mm-hmm. How is it? like sticking with that schedule. Yeah, it's tough, you know, and I, and I definitely listen to myself. If if I feel burnt out, I'll just take a day off and just spend time with my family or friends and just hang out. Because um, you can't just, you know, push yourself when you're feeling burnt out. There comes a point when you need to take it easy. And I also, so like I set those blocks, but instead of doing the full hour, sometimes I'll do 30 minutes in the morning and then at night I'll do a little more. So I'm kind of fluid with it a little bit. uh, And I found that that's helped me stick to it long-term. So basically maybe like the goal is two hours every day, but it kind of varies how you spend the two hours, but it's usually Mm -hmm. before work and then after work. Yeah. And then I always code on my lunch break or uh, exercise. So that's like a good way to fit it in in the middle of the day. So I know there's probably people thinking about that, thinking this right now, because I'm thinking it. I'm like, how do you have time or how do you code on your lunch break? So yeah, so I'm really lucky with my job. So um, I bring my lunch so I don't have to like go to a restaurant and get it. Um, and then I'll just, you know, go into like an empty conference room or I'll like drive down to Starbucks or something and I'll just put in my headphones and code, you know, for like 45 minutes to an hour. Nice. So like you're able to to kind of like eat your lunch and... Yeah, I I just eat my lunch and code at the same time. And then um, like I always bring my personal laptop to work with me, you know, fully charged up and everything. So I could just kind of, you know, do it that way. And then if I don't, if I don't have like internet, I will download, you know, whatever video course I'm doing ahead of time. As, and work off the local environment. Ooh, that is a good tip. Does it does that happen? Like at work, you can't connect to the Wi-Fi, or you could be yeah. at a Starbucks and it's not working. Yeah, like my work sometimes, you know, they they don't really want you to sign in with your personal computer onto the Wi-Fi for whatever reason. So, um, so that's just one workaround I've I kind of made just to make sure because that, that my lunch breaks like some of my most productive time. So. Uh, you know, I found a, found a little workaround. Nice, nice. So that's really exciting. So you're usually studying two to three hours a day. Was there a reason why you picked the amount of time? So like two and a half, three hours, depending on the day, or was it pretty much just because that's all you could fit in? So yeah, so I, uh, what really got me into doing it like really consistently every day is starting 100, the 100 days of code challenge. Uh, I do it on Twitter. So on there, he recommends at least an hour. So that's kind of the goal I shoot for. And I figure, you know, as long as I'm consistent, uh, that's the most important thing. So I tried to make a goal that I knew that I could do every day. If I said like five hours, I'd probably, with my schedule, I'd probably burn out pretty quick. So I, I picked one to two hours, sometimes three, depending on how my day's going. And uh, I started doing it routinely. And then once you start doing it routinely, it you know, it stops becoming a chore and just becomes kind of part of your daily habit. And um, the community on 100 Days of Code is really great. You know, there's people from all over the world doing it, which is pretty cool. Um, 
So I'd recommend anybody listening to just check that out. And, you know, if you ever have any questions, feel free to reach out to me about like, you know, the rules. Um, It's pretty, pretty laid back with 100 days of code. Like if you're on vacation or whatever, you can, you know, pause the challenge and you could resume it. It's not like you have to start from the beginning. We're taking a quick break from this interview to hear a word from our sponsors who help make the Learn to Code With Me podcast a reality. Fullstack Academy is a leading coding bootcamp that helps students become great software developers and get jobs at top tier companies. Fullstack's Advanced Software Engineering Immersive course gives you the skills you need to launch your dream career in tech. With a cutting edge curriculum and supportive educational environment, Fullstack has helped graduates get jobs at companies like Google, Amazon, and Facebook, along with many others. Fullstack Software Engineering Immersive is taught on campus in New York City and Chicago and is accessible from everywhere through Fullstack's Remote Immersive. Go to fullstackacademy.com to learn more. Fullstack Academy, making great people into great developers. Flatiron School's online web developer program, community-powered bootcamp, and free bootcamp prep courses are perfect for anyone interested in a career change and becoming a developer. Flatiron students come from a range of backgrounds, from financial to creative. What they all have in common is the passion, grit, and determination to learn to love code. Flatiron's rigorous 800-plus hour curriculum will teach you the skills you need to land a fulfilling career as a software engineer. Learn to Code With Me listeners can get an awesome $500 off their first month to get started on that career change. Just visit flatironbootcampprep.com. One online Flatiron student said he'd learn more in a couple of days with Flatiron than a year of computer science classes. If you're interested in learning how to think like a real developer while using tools actual developers use, check out Flatiron's online web developer program at flatironbootcampprep.com and claim your $500 discount. Yeah, yeah. We had um, Alex, yeah, Alexander Calloway on in season mm-hmm. three, episode seven. We'll make sure to link to that. And he's the creator of 100 Days of Code. I know, though, there's folks that haven't listened to that interview or they haven't heard of this yet and they're just brand new to coding. Could you explain, like, super quick what the concept of 100 Days of Code is? Yeah, absolutely. So, 100 Days of Code, it's just like, a hashtag on Twitter, um, but there's also a website that kind of lists the rules. So pretty much all you do is you code all day, and then at the end of the day, you do a quick little write-up of what you learned that day. And the act of writing it down really helps to solidify some concepts that you went over that day, especially if they're really challenging, because it forces you to communicate um, what you learned to your followers. Um, so that is one huge uh benefit from the challenge that I didn't even anticipate. And then the other thing is just, you know, you're you're dedicating three months of your life to coding at least an hour every day. Um, and it's just amazing looking back on all your tweets to see like what you've learned in that time. Um, I definitely owe a lot of my knowledge and uh, lots of, you know, lots of the new skills that I've picked up to doing this challenge. 
Great. Yeah, everyone should definitely check that out. Um, and as you said, they have a website, and it's also a hashtag on Twitter. But mm-hmm. aside from 100 Days of Code, it sounds like that really um, helped your learning and helped you s- build this routine and get into a habit of uh, learning every day. Do you have any other time management tips for people that are especially in your position where they're working full time, they have a family, they have a bunch of other things going on? Yeah, definitely. Um, so I have like a couple bullet points that I'd recommend. Um, so it's kind of a methodical approach. So first I'd recommend creating, you know, some personalized goals because if you don't have long-term goals, you don't have that motivation driving you to achieve it, then it's going to be a lot harder to reach it. So just sit down and think, you know, write down three to five ambitious goals, uh, that you want to complete by the end of the year. And then you could start thinking about how to break those bigger goals down into small actionable steps. So a non-coding example would be like if you're running a marathon, you obviously have to sign up for the marathon. You need to buy shoes and you need to make a training regimen. And it's the same with coding. You you set a lofty goal for yourself and then you just uh, think about the natural path on how to get there. And that will really help you plan it out. And I'd also recommend you know just to stay balanced. Uh, do the same thing with a personal goal of yours and That'll help you lead more of a balanced life. And when you're balanced, you're just more focused and energized uh, to tackle um, your goals. And then, you know, second, I'd say just make a simple schedule. It doesn't have to be, you know, set in stone. Uh, Just set aside, you know, some time to code every day. And if you don't think that you have time, uh, I really would encourage you to do a time audit. So what a time audit is, is you just kind of like, you know, write down, what you're doing throughout the day. And I'm sure you'd be surprised to see, you know, how much time you actually spend binge watching Netflix or checking Facebook or uh, any social media. So that's a really powerful tool to kind of open your eyes and see, oh, I do have an extra hour a day that I could easily uh, allocate to learning to code. Um, And then, you know, once you have your schedule set, um, you want to fill your time with quality. So I recommend, you know, picking a quality program that already that's like a course so you don't have to waste time thinking about what to learn next. So it's great to start with free code camp. I also really enjoyed the uh web dev web dev bootcamp by uh Colt Steel. Um if you pick something like that when it's time to code, you can get right to it. You don't have to waste time, you know, what am I going to work on today? And then lastly, uh my last tip, it's called multiplying your time. And it's a little counterintuitive, um but before I code, I want to prime my brain for learning, and it helps you retain more information. So what you do is you want to release dopamine, and uh, dopamine is actually a chemical in your brain that makes you feel happy and get your brain ready to learn. So before I sit down to code, I'll write some things that I'm grateful for that day, or journal about a positive experience, or I'll go for a uh, short walk, and this actually releases dopamine in your brain. So you're ready to learn, you feel happy, and then you'll retain the knowledge uh, better from your coding session. So those are just some quick tips to kind of like hack hack coding and, and get more out of your time. Oh, I love that. I have not heard of the last one, but I want to recap them real quick. So you first mentioned personalized goals, um, setting mm-hmm. like longer term goals, breaking them down into smaller goals. You also mentioned like staying balanced in there. The next thing mm-hmm. you said was creating a schedule, and if someone doesn't feel like they have time to do a time audit, mm-hmm. uh, the next thing you mentioned was 
choosing a quality program or course, you specifically mentioned Free Code Camp and then the Web Dev Bootcamp by Cold Steel, which I believe is on Udemy. Yep, that is on Udemy. And the last thing, I forget what you call this, but you said priming your brain for learning and releasing yeah. this dopamine and journaling or walking. Yeah, and just, there's lots of that. Yeah. Is that what, what's like the right or what's the way? You, how do you refer to that? So it's called multiplying your time. Ah, multiplying your time. Okay. And, and this is actually, you know, one of the most important things for people who don't have much time. So if you only have an hour, you really want to suck everything you can out of that hour you have. So by just spending five minutes or so, you know, five to 10 minutes, you know, writing something positive down, going on a short walk, uh, doing even a random act of kindness, it releases uh, dopamine in your brain. And that chemical actually, they've done studies, it actually uh, primes the learning centers in your brain and it allows you to retain a lot more information. So if you do that right before you code, you won't have to relearn what you just uh, learned later. You'll just remember it. That's really cool. I don't know if I've ever heard of that before. Maybe I have and I've, I've just forgotten, but that's one thing I don't know if I've ever heard of. So do you do that every single time before you learn? Yeah, I really try to. Um, and if I don't, you know, if I'm, if I don't do any of them, I at least go on a walk because uh, that, that really is just an easy thing you could do. You don't even have to really think about it. You could listen to a podcast or whatever, go on a 10-minute walk, and then you're ready to code. And uh, in my article, I talk about this more, and I, I give credit to the guy who did the research on this. It's really interesting if you uh, want to look more into it. Awesome. How did you learn about that? Like, just wondering, like, did, did you, were you researching, like, time <laughs> management tips or yeah, how'd you find out about that? Yeah, I just really love, uh, you know, I just love TED Talks. And I just kind of saw that TED Talk and, you know, kind of like you had that reaction, like, what, multiplying your time? What's that about? So I just kind of clicked on it. And uh, it was really interesting that, you know, being happy and positive, you know, it doesn't just make you happier, but it actually makes you more successful. And, you know, by doing these little things, it could really radiate throughout your life. And it doesn't just help you when you're coding, but, you know, throughout your day, you're thinking about, oh, like, what am I going to journal about later? Like, let's or let's do a random act of kindness, you know. So it's just another little thing to do to, you know, help help be balanced and it, it prevents burnout. Awesome. I really like that. I'm definitely going to look into that more myself because that sounds really interesting and super helpful for people who want to make the most of their time. Um, there are two things that I wanted to mention with what you had said. So you mentioned the personalized goals and I love the idea of breaking bigger goals into smaller steps. So there's a book that I read, oh gosh, a few, actually probably about 12 weeks ago and it's called 12 week year. I won't get into a bunch of it now, but the whole concept with the book is treating a year like 12 weeks. But basically, you'd set this 12-week goal, like or a few 12-week bigger goals, and there's a whole way to set them. And then every single week, you plan your week. You even plan your days around like those 12-week goals. And it's just – it helps you like break bigger goals into smaller steps. So I really like that. I did my first one recently. This is actually my 12th week of the last 12 weeks. So I'm on week 12 of my first 12-week year. There's definitely things I could have done better, but I think it's just like a really good way to um, yeah, to, to, to longer-term goal set while also thinking about the day-to-day. The other thing you mentioned with the time audit, I love that tip too. Something that I use is it's called Rescue Time. So it's like something you download on your computer. It's free. They probably have a pro version, but I just use a free one. 
and it'll look at all of your applications that you use. So not just websites, like they look at that, but also like an actual application on your computer, like Excel or Word. And then it'll send you a weekly report. You could probably get da- daily ones though. And it's just like where you spent your time on the computer. Oh, awesome. Yeah. yeah check that out. Yeah, like I'm sure there's a lot more you could do with the results and finding ways to cut things out, but what I really use it for, so at work we use Slack all the time and like mm-hmm. that was the biggest surprise to me was how many hours I spend in the Slack application every single week, so it makes me a lot more mindful just about like not sitting in Slack, you know, during work and and yeah. actually being like actionable and in like doing like real work, not just talking about work in Slack, but that's a whole other yeah. thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I saw a funny meme. It was like Slack went down, productivity went up or something like that. And it was just so funny because I've realized the same thing about Slack is like, yeah, you could sit there and just talk and talk about like your goals and like about work and what you're doing. But uh, that's a cool tool. I'll definitely check that out. You said it was called uh, Rescue Time? Yep, yep, Rescue Time. And it is something you download on your computer because it looks at, like, everything you're doing, not just in the web. Because I know there's also Chromic. I mean, there's a ton of productivity Chrome extensions. I used to use – I'm forgetting the name. But I also used to do a lot of stuff with Pomodoro timers, which I don't know if you're familiar with, but it's like a 25-minute – intense period of focus and then you take a five minute break and you do like three sets then you take a 15 minute break I used to do that all the time and it worked really well but now just with you know the the way life changes it doesn't really make sense for me to do anymore yeah yeah that's another Pomodoro uh that really I've I've tried that before and it it is great and it's like you set 25 minutes and then by the time it's done you're like I just want to keep going you know and it's it's easier to sit down for 25 minutes than saying oh I'm gonna sit down for two hours you know so it's like you start out with 25 and then two hours later. Yeah, 100%. So you mentioned already a few different ways that you learn. Uh, you mentioned like podcasts. You mentioned Free Code Camp. You mentioned um, the the course by Colt. Is there anything else that you do to learn that you think has really helped you so far in your journey? Yeah, so something that's helped me, you know, maybe the most is finding people to help hold you accountable. Um, you know, you could do this by going to local meetups or just meeting people online. Um, I've made some really great friends and they've had aligned goals and they're really driven people uh, just by going to my local community meetups. And I, it led to me joining what's called a mastermind group. So I'm, I don't know if the listeners are all aware. So a mastermind group is just a group of people who meet regularly uh, to discuss what they're working on, what goals they have. And then you kind of set, we set a six month goal and we meet biweekly to kind of touch base on our progress towards that. And it's just really great to, you know, chat, make friends, and then, um, you know, be held accountable and keep focused on your goals. Uh, So that's, that's one tool that you know, I think people should take more advantage of because it's hard to do it by yourself. You know, if you if you hit a plateau or a rough patch, sometimes it just takes a friend to you know kind of remind you, you know, what your end goals are and to put you back on the a good learning path. Yeah, I love that. I've been in a mastermind group before, and it was definitely really helpful, and it it really helped me stay accountable. I was actually in one, uh, so it's kind of meta, so that's why I'm sharing it, but it had to do with podcasting. So it was before I launched my podcast, I was in a mastermind group with two other women that were also trying to launch their like first podcast, and we would meet every week, and all of our end goal was launching a podcast, and I I, I – 
I feel like I would have done it even if I wasn't in the match. Like, I would have met my goal. But it definitely helps to be with other people who are going through the same thing and, like, experiencing, especially with podcasting for me because I had no idea, like, what I was doing with anything with podcasting. So it was great just to, like, have that knowledge that knowledge share. Yeah, well, thank you so much, Mike, for sharing all this. This is all really helpful. We have You, you shared so much awesome advice with um, – time management and goal setting and finding more in your day. Is there anything else though that you would like to add, especially like advice for listeners that um, don't think they have the time to learn to code, they want to learn, but they're just not really dedicating the time to it that they can every single day? You know, let me think about that for a second. So you like something else that will help help them? Or maybe it's something you already said, but it's... it. I I'm just just want to make sure there's nothing we didn't get to talk about that you wanted to. Yeah, so first, you know, just drink more coffee. <laughs> um, I'm just kidding. But um, yeah, like one other tool actually that comes to mind is um, Trello. So it's just like this, um, it's like a visual, kind of like a bulletin board that you can put your goals on there. And you can put, you can break your large goals down into smaller ones um, within the different cards. And it's good to just kind of, you know, have a list of your projects and a list of the next steps, uh, to, you know, work towards completing those projects. I've noticed that once I've gotten that, uh, and set my Trello board up, it's really helped me, uh, stay focused. You know, if I, and if I see something really exciting, uh, cause you know, in tech, there's always new stuff coming out all the time. So it's easy to kind of, you know, drop everything you're doing and start learning that new thing. But I'll, I'll first ask myself, uh, does this align with my long-term goals? And then if yes, then I'll find a way to work it into my, uh, my goals and then I'll add it on my Trello board. And then it's right there. I could just look at that when I sit down to code and be like, okay, that's what I'm doing today. So, uh, if you don't have one of those, check it out. And, uh, that's just a little, another little tool that might help somebody. Yeah, that's really that's a great tip. So, do you, you use it to help manage like your day to day and what you're doing and making sure it aligns with your long term goals? Yeah. So I read I read the Getting Things Done book, and um, I don't know if you're you you may have read it or not. And you know they have all these different. You have the projects list, and then your next actions list, and. I was like, whoa, that's just a lot of lists to keep. So I just threw it all on a Trello board and it's easy to just kind of look at that and you get a little snapshot of, uh, you know, what, what you want to accomplish. So it just makes it easy and it declutters your mind a little bit. You don't have to remember it all. You could just, you know, look at it, look at it and, uh, get, get working. Awesome. Nice. Well, thank you for that final tip. So again, Mike, thank you so much for coming on. This was great. Where can people find you online? Yeah. So people can find me online, uh, on medium or at Twitter or even, uh, at my website, michaeltombor.com. Uh, and feel free to reach out me out to me with any questions or, you know, comments. I love, you know, connecting with anybody. Awesome. Thank you again for coming on. Yeah. Thank you, Lawrence, for having me. It was so fun. I love your show. Just a quick note before you go. If you're feeling inspired by Michael's story and you want to follow in his footsteps, you can find the course he mentioned, the Web Developer Bootcamp, at learntocodewith.me forward slash webdev. That's all one word, learntocodewith.me forward slash W-E-B-D-E-V. That's an affiliate link. So if you buy the course, I'll get a small commission for referring you. Thanks for your support of the show and I'll see you next time.
Thank you.